Welcome to the Volley Pod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volley Pod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning and welcome to the Volley Pod. How are you today, Todd? We made it. We made it, Davis. Another <laughs> great day in the Volley Pod cave. Getting together with you. We, uh, I'm just coming off the uh, AOC virtual clinic oh, yesterday. Yes, that's we right. We did that, and now we're back in the pod. And it's been a great weekend of volleyball for me. Nice. You're getting started with your team. Give me a quick little how the first few practices. It's been so fun. They've been so into it and willing to learn. But you know what's crazy uh, is we the have honeymoon. A, the honeymoon. The honeymoon is but, sweet. But you know what's crazy is we have a tournament next weekend. So we'll be. Five practices in. Next weekend. Yes. Wow. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that in the scenario okay. when we get there. Great. We had a great episode in store for everyone. All right. So well, we know that's um, a scenario and I have a skill yes. coming up and uh, I'll give you a little bit of background on my skill. Perfect. Uh, I've been roaming around the gym at Coast beginning of the season and a bunch of young teams. I'm especially working with those like 10s, 11s, and 12s. Okay. And I'm looking at how we teach serving to the young kids who can't really serve over the net. Okay. And okay. can those coaches at that level become serving experts to okay. help those kids get to the promised land and see that first serve travel over the net, Davis, is a special time. The glory. The glory is big, yes. No, absolutely. So we got a great episode. So so talk to us about the skill, or do you want to talk about the virtual clinic first? Nah, the virtual clinic was fine, and we had a great time. Awesome. And it, I, I don't want to get into that too, too much, much except to say that yeah. uh, Check it out you know, on AOC, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can still buy it through AOC, yeah. and you can see all the... Uh, you know, the, the coaches were great. I picked up some, uh, you know, the fun thing for me is, you know, I'm the moderator, but I get to learn some things. And uh, I thought some of the setting stuff that was done was great. Uh, you know, throwing the antennas up uh, to really give setters feedback. Okay. Uh, you know, setters on boxes, kind of hitting through antennas. So that setter really gets feedback. I like external... Uh, targets. I'm a okay. big target guy now, and right. I thought that okay. you know I, I don't think I've done a great job at the setting with external targets. So I like that. Cool. Uh, so that was one that stood out, and then uh, yeah, the uh, the defense that uh, you know they're playing back in the Midwest. Davis. Oh man, they're they're, uh, they're getting after it. They're they're I think they're doing a better job than our club, <sighs> and so I got to go back to the drawing board. We got to do a better job. Uh. All right, well, hey, that's what we're here for. Yep. That's awesome. But so, serving, let's get to let's it. Let's get to it. I'm Talk ready to, to go for serving. Okay, what do you got? Um, so you have a bunch of servers on a young team. Maybe 50% of your servers can serve over at a 50% uh, success rate. Okay. And then maybe 50% of your servers or you know 20% can't serve the ball over the net. And how do we approach that? So teaching that skill. So for me, the first thing, and I have another Baker's Dozen, so I have another okay. 13 things here. Cool. So number one is throw each practice. And we mm. need to coordinate the kinetic chain 
by throwing. And so you step and release, and can you get that rhythm of stepping and that weight transfer to get your hand moving fast? And not just throwing, and I, I think we do a lot of throwing at the beginning with younger ages where we kind of stand at 15 feet and throw so balls can be passed like in butterfly or something. But I think there has to be time designating these practice to throw as far as you can. Ah, nice. The baseball idea. The long the throw. The long throw. Yeah. Exactly. So can we do that? Doesn't need to be done a bunch, but okay. a couple minutes each practice. That's cool. And can that build up the strength in the arm by getting that thing to move fast? Okay. without all of the contextual interference of the lift and hitting the ball in the right spot and all that. Can you just get your hand move fast and throw the ball distances? Cool. Remembering that if you can't throw the ball over the net from a distance, you shouldn't be serving from that distance. So I see a lot of these servers and there's social pressure to stand behind the line to practice serving, and they never get a ball over right. from the end line. And so saying that, wait a minute, you choose your line. How far can you... If you can throw it over from there, you can surf from there. Okay. If you can't throw it over from there, you can't surf from there. Next is keywords for me. Uh, okay. I just kind of review those. Uh, ready. And so we get in that balanced, ready position. Uh, lift. Step swing. Uh, and so there's a nice. rhythm. And uh, I'm a one-step guy. Okay. And I think with a lot of the younger kids, they're taking, you know, a, a little, uh, they're going on a little uh, <laughs> jaunt up there, you know, a little up walkabout. around the corner. <laughs> a little walkabout, you know, before they yeah. serve. And I'm a one-step guy. I yeah. like simple is better. Yeah. If a kid is taking two or three steps and is pretty successful, I, I might make that shift slowly. Mm -hmm. I, I won't just come in and, you know, give them a lobotomy. Uh, but I just think I just always say, hey... You look at college servers who aren't jump servers, how many of them are taking more than one step? Right. It's a good really point. None of them. Why? Because simple is, is, is better than complex. So uh, uh, next, uh, little cue, if you're going to take one step, you have to start with your feet together. Oh, okay. So that's a huge key for me. So when I watch kids serve and they start with their feet spread out, and then they try to take a step. It's not really a natural step because their feet are already spread. Okay. So their feet almost have to be, you know, six inches apart when they start. So they can generate some force with that step. I like that one. That's okay. cool. Okay. Uh, the keys you noticed, it was lift, not toss. Mm. And my okay. old key was toss. Okay. And it isn't a toss. Right. It's a lift, and there's a okay. difference. A lift is lower. A lift okay. is more controlled. A lift you don't need to wind up. You right. don't need to pull your hand down in order to lift. Uh, I like it's that. just going one direction up. I like that. So okay. cool. uh, I like that uh, little vocabulary. A little vocabulary it makes a big difference. differentiation. Yeah, it makes there. a big yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get into external cues. Mm -hmm. You know, the... The science says external is better than internal as a review. External means it's something outside the body. So can we give feedback to those servers uh, using things that aren't, oh, put your elbow here, put your wrist there, top, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so here are a couple, couple external cues. Hit it with a baseball bat, not a noodle. <laughs> 
I like that. Okay. I like that one. And even saying, hey, make your hand a noodle and now hit the ball. Now make your hand a baseball bat and hit the ball. Showing them the difference. And so like there's that. a difference there. So I like, I like that as a cue. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm into hammer the nail as a cue. Yes. And so we get that idea of that elbow is in front of the wrist and it's a yes. hammer. Yes. We're not pushing the nail in. Right. You don't push a nail into the wall. You hammer it with your elbow. Yes. I and like so that. getting that elbow to lead the wrist by hammering the nail. I used to say, put your you know elbow in front of your wrist. And I'm going, hammer the nail. I like so that. So I'm trying to move from internal to external. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, hit the bottom of the ball. Okay. I want to serve high. Okay. And... A lot of servers at this level are hitting the middle of the ball and they're hitting line drives into the net. Okay. And I want to make our mistakes too high, not too low. Out the back of the court versus... Well, once again, most of the kids that we're talking about right here, they're not hitting the ball hard enough to get over the net. I see. So And so when they hit it hard enough, you want to make sure it's high enough. Right. So the thing that's frustrating is you finally put all those pieces together and they hit it hard enough but their aim actually at the net. I see. It's almost like in baseball, someone hitting a line drive at center field, in a sense, right? It won't have the, it, it won't have enough power to make it over, right. even if it's a line drive. So right. I see what you're saying. Okay. So I want it better high than low. Okay. So can you hit the bottom of the ball? Um, and the along with that is the ceiling is a target. I'm all, hey, see that thing on the ceiling? Hit that. Yes. Okay. And so when you say bottom of the ball, you go ceiling target because naturally, and once again, I'm playing tennis all the time, and I hit volleys into the net. I have all this, and I tell my team all the time, hey, look at all that area above the net. And then I go play tennis, and the area above the net is actually bigger in tennis, <laughs> and I still hit the ball in the net, because there's this thing about hitting the ball kind of low to the net, and right. we got to get out of that. Okay. And hit the ball over the net when you're starting. Okay. Uh, heel contact. Okay. And I don't like middle of the hand contact. I think mean, that's softer. I don't want finger contact. I like heel contact because yes. it's a harder surface. Along with that, if kids can't do it with heel, I'm a fisty guy. Same. Old Rudy Suara was a fisty. But it is so funny to see, Davis, how much kids resist. Oh, I know. Absolutely. They won't do it. I know. They don't think it's cool. Yeah. And they almost think it's illegal or something, you know? I know. But I, but I fist it now in my lessons, you know, just because... It's easy. It's, yeah. it's easy, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's You can get great, to float and you yeah. can get it. Yeah, it yeah. jumps I mean, off your hands. Sometimes it makes them lock their wrist a little bit more. Okay. So I like that, yeah. Uh, the next thing is use a wall... Oh, I love it. For this practice. Song. Yes. You use a wall Instant as practice. Feedback. And it's great yes. because... You know, there aren't many skills in volleyball that you're in control of that you can practice on your own, but serving's one of them. Yes. And use a wall and put a line up on the wall and put that line high. Yeah. Don't put it net height. Put it higher. I like that one. Uh, all right. We're on to number 10. We've done our first nine. We're on to number 10. And it is serve from the middle of the court. Uh, okay. Okay. And so a lot of servers go to the right to serve, mm -hmm. but... If they're standing kind of sideways or semi-sideways like we want them, a lot of times the toss will be too far to their right. Okay. And so even if they hit it hard enough, where will the error be? 
out to the, their right. Out to the sideline, yeah. To the five sideline, right? Mm -hmm. To the area five sideline. And I don't want any mistakes at the five sideline. Right. Okay. I want everything going. So one way is to get them to move their toss. Kurt Donaldson was one of my, you know, buddies. And he's all, hey, you don't need to change the technique. Just change the, the, the environment. So let's move them in the middle of the court. Right. Keep the same technique. And now it'll go in. <laughs> I like that. That's a good Your goofy one. foot, go play the right side. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to change your feet. Right. Just go play the right. Okay. That's cool. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's, clean, that's, that's Donaldson coaching, uh, coaching school. Right. Okay. I yep. like it. Uh, establish a challenging line. So every player should have a line that is their line. Okay. So when you go back to serve and practice, you go, okay, I'm at 20 feet. I'm, my line is here. I'm at 25. I'm at 27. I'm at 30. Whatever line that is, they have that line. After they can get three in a row from that line, then they can move back. I like it. And if they miss three from that, they have to move back up and hit three in a row again. So they see themselves improving. Like Standing it. back behind the line and missing 10 balls and then finally getting one serve right. doesn't give you that. It doesn't, there's no feedback mechanism in that. Right. We want them to feel good. Like, hey, I'm, I see my serve going over the net and in. Totally. I like that. It's awesome. Uh, keep in a row stats. I like that one too. I'm okay. an in a row guy. So how many right. can you hit in a row? That's cool. uh, pretty simple. And so you're a beginning server. Hey, two minutes. How many in a row can you get? Go. I like that. That's really cool. Super simple. Yes. And then finally, uh, as soon as a player can serve 10 out of 10 in the court, then you have to up the ante. You can't just let them keep doing that. You have to raise the bar and say, okay, now... How many in a row can you serve under the antenna height? Maybe it's time to get you to, you, you're into throwing them into jump serving early. I like yeah. that. Yeah, as soon as you can up. serve in, hey, let's, let's jump it. Yeah. Like um, so those are the 13. I like that. There's so many great ones there. Um, and the only one, can I add it just a, another By all means, one? I want to hear so, it. I, want, I need to add some to my list. Well, just uh, celebrate. Celebrate. You know, so... What I mean by this is, like, you have a kid that has no power that can't make it to the net. They finally make it to the net. That's just as good. Oh, that, those are highlights of the season. You know, so celebrate that. Hey, you made it a step back. Good right? job. You're yeah. on the 10-foot line now. You know, It doesn't I mean? matter it where. It does not hey, matter. Hey. Yes. And once again, we're looking at improvement. And that's yes. why having that line and moving that back slowly as they get better and stronger. And, hey, if they're practicing, they're going to get better. Yeah, and that's what they're I was gonna be able to move back. Yeah, and that was my second one. Is just basically encourage them to be patient with it because I've never seen someone who wanted to make an overhand serve not make an overhand serve if they continued on with it. I'm gonna give you one more thing sure. that I wanted to put in. It, it reminded me when you said overhand serve, and that is uh, we can use the same cues for underhand serve. Okay. So if you have your feet together, you have your right arm back, your left hand now instead of holding up is low and it's lift, step, swing, but now your swing is more of a, an underhand or sidearm swing. Like and uh, just to remind everybody, the ball has to leave your hand. Yes. I see that as uh, a uh, bone of contention on some of the uh, <laughs> local uh, tournaments. <laughs> tournaments so. Yes. Now, let me ask you this real quick before we, before we move on to the scenario. When would you have them begin overhand serving if they don't have the power to make an overhand serve versus stick with the underhand and how would you break that out training wise? 
So that's a great question. Uh, so if you are playing, uh, so I want overhand in practice all the time okay. uh, for the most part, because I think it, it, you know, it connects to spiking, which is a skill that everybody's going to do in volleyball. So you have to have that overhead head pattern. Right. Uh, and if you're weak and can't do it, you have to practice it a lot. If you're going to serve in a game and they make you stand at 30 feet behind the line, they don't let you move up, then maybe, hey, you got to spend some time with the underhand serve. Right. If they let you move up, then I wouldn't spend any time with it. That's if they don't let yeah. you move up, then I go, okay, well... Um, for you and you, we have to practice an underhand serve as soon as you can get three in a row a few times, then we'll let you serve. But I'm not a big fan to let kids serve who can't serve. Okay. I see what so you mean. So if they the don't yeah. do it in practice, I don't want to set them up for failure. Right. Okay. So, well, hey, you get a couple three in a row in practice, it's time for you to go in and serve in a, in a match. So. Okay. All right. Cool. We got to move to the scenario. All right. That's the scenario. Probably all that beginning serving takes a while. But I mean, it's such a great topic, and everyone's got to start there. So it's a well, good and yeah. I, I think the idea for our coaches to be experts teaching kids how to serve because it's such, like you said, the excitement there. Yes. It's like the highlight of the season yeah, when you're coaching tens and the kid gets the first serve over the net. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So cool. So okay. So I have a scenario that uh, I think is more common. Then I thought at first, when I, when I started considering the scenario, I was like, well, this is actually more common than I thought. And it's basically deciding on playing time when you don't have a lot of information about your team yet. So this is like a club team. And you're there right now. And I'm there we were right just now. talking about that where, hey, you have a tournament coming up. I, once again, the, the fact that we have tournaments, you know, in December is crazy. You know? I mean, <laughs> it, high school yeah, just ended. Exactly. And so I, I don't feel right about saying, well, hey... I am going to start or play you significantly more than so and so because they haven't really battled it out in practice on you my haven't watch. Had enough practice. And, right. and hey, you have you've done a bunch of teaching in practice, so it's tough to jump in and go, "Oh, we're going to compete for this position exactly. in your first couple practices." That's right. not the fire closer to the house. Exactly, and you know, I kind of have a little bit of an idea from seeing them play. But if I were to go off of that, that is so misleading at times. Small sample size. And it's a small sample size, and the kids haven't seen it either. Right. So there's a lot of reasons why this relates. And um, basically, the first thing I would say is use the doghouse in practice. So I'm going to talk about practice first. Okay. okay? And then I'll talk about the games. Great. And when I talk about practice, this is leading up to the matches. So you don't have a lot of time, but you have a little time to figure this stuff okay. out. So first thing is use doghouse. I know you're a fan of doghouse. Oh, house. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the freaking you know, owner of the kennel. You know? <laughs> I mean, right. I love uh, the doghouse. Yeah, if they're sitting in the doghouse So alone, review it quick, well, just because some, is, some people might not know yeah, what we're talking about. Doghouse is just, if you're not making plays or if you're not playing the way you're supposed to be playing in a particular drill or if you're not executing something that's designated as, as we want you to do, basically you got to go to the doghouse. And you're out. Well, you go out. Well, go out. in general, if you make a mistake, you go out. Whatever Basically. that mistake right. is. And the simple one is, hey, if the rally ends because you touched the ball, then you go out and somebody takes your spot. Right. Yes. And there's all sorts of ways you could do it. You could be like, you didn't hold your platform. Whatever. Tons, right. right. But the biggest thing is, if you're in the doghouse a lot, you know that's probably not a starter. Yep. Right? And it's probably, um, even if they're skilled. 
right? They're probably doing something they're losing or they're not paying attention. Yep. So let's get them out. I love the second it. is track winners. Now I'm not huge on a competitive cauldron type of thing, although I've I've played with it a little bit in the past and there's some things that I do like about it. But I do like the idea of just when they win a drill, you write their name down. And you just track it, and then you can look at it real quickly. Now, do you write it down in public where they can see it? Do I, they know you're writing it down? They know I'm writing it down. I but, like it. Yes, but they don't. And they can ask to see it, and I would share it with them. Okay. But I don't continually make it public. Right. So it's on my rec- It's on my computer. If they want to see it, they can. But it's really for me to look at and say, hey, who's on this list a lot? They probably should I be just like it because yeah. hey, it means something. Once again, no, it's absolutely. a feedback. It's a you know, it's it it's a piece of you know concrete feedback for them. Absolutely. You're a winner. I'm a hey. We compete in matches. We should compete in practice. I love it. Absolutely. And the same thing I would say with all your drills leading up to not necessarily all. I've done some teaching drills, and and you designate between them. This is a competitive drill. We're going to compete right. now, and I'm going to write it down. So do compete. Do have winners and losers, and do notice who's winning, right? And then the other is as uh, they need to have a clear um, understanding of what you're looking for for them to be a starter, right? So they can act on those things. So for outside hitters, we're going to look for your passing average and we'll look for your hitting efficiency. Nice and clean at the beginning, you know, and then for everyone, we're going to look for you to be on assignment. And being on assignment matters a lot to us. That's like, if you got a block line, you got a block line. Right. So, and uh, we track those things. So we, we can't track everything, you know, but we try to track enough important things leading up to it that we have a little bit of a gauge going into the match. Very good. Okay. Well, it's like the mental habits. Hey, you don't mean... You know, you're going to make some physical mistakes, right. but those kids that are kind of into it yeah. and on assignment makes a difference. Absolutely. So now let's get to the matches. Okay. So in the matches, I still will have an idea of who I believe is the starting lineup, but I'm, I'm going to make rotations shorter than I would at the end of the season. So I will rotate it kids in quicker. I will also... Um, dial them, meaning just rotate them from outside one to outside two to off or just flip-flop with someone. Okay. There'll be a lot of switching between per, um, not necessarily now positions. You tell them this going into it? Absolutely. And once again, they know it. So yeah. there's clarity and they know that, hey, this, these are opportunities to see, hey, some people are a little better in matches than practices sometimes. That happens. Absolutely. And I tell them, if, you're, if you want to expand upon this smaller role, play well. Yep. And then you, that will expand it. And then we'll take stats at the matches, right? And that's, I think that's important. And then we'll look at them and say, hey, here's the things we talked about with you. They have some clarity. And these are how it ranked out. And these are probably should be our starters. But I also tell them, you know, the number one stat for us is winning. And um, even if your stats are better than someone, if we happen to be winning when that player's there, that will get high consideration. That's right. the way I frame it with them. Yeah, and hey, there's some, there's a bunch of intangible stuff. Absolutely, and it's right? hard to put it's stats hard, on. Yeah, 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 you can't, uh, yeah, you can't measure. Absolutely, and then the final thing I would say is, if you're not sure whether to rotate them or not, I'd say at the beginning of the season, rotate them. Yeah, you know, and and the reason being, and I think it's great going in with that mentality. So that yes. kind of takes up. Well, we're in it. No, just do it. Yes. Just put him in in the beginning of the season. 
Yes, and then that way that you can say you had a chance to show your stuff, right? And you're going to get chances again. But right now we're going with this. Yep. So that's about five or six things, sort of a shorter scenario, but you know some things that coaches no, can just think super about. Simple. Yeah. I like it because that's coming up right now. For I mean, a bunch of coaches are in your situation doing that right now. Absolutely, and I'm sure someone has some good ones out there. And if if they do, share it with us. We'd love to hear them for sure. Sweet. So, what do we have for the videos? We have videos for the serving videos, and we have three three good ones here that I think you're gonna like. Uh, the first one is a player, San Diego player you remember being a high school player okay julianne fawcett oh nice okay johnson is her yes. last name now yes. so her, okay. uh, her married name very cool and the title is developing a consistent and powerful serve Ooh, nice. so we get julianne there yeah, we awesome. have old, yes. old stories of coaching julianne <laughs> yes. it's kind of fun to see her out oh, coaching driving oh yes. yeah so, so good cool. stuff the second one is uh I gotta, I gotta kind of grip my teeth a little bit here, Davis, because this is one that everybody loves but me. Okay, let's hear it. Everybody loves this, and so I'm, I'm, I'm roaming around the coaches or the, you know, the courts at Coast, and seeing the coaches, and the, the they love this game. Oh man, you know I what I'm talking about? Dead fish. Dead fish. <laughs> it's dead fish. It's dead fish. People but I love gotta it. put it on. I gotta put it on here because people do love because it. Because people love it, and the kids it's love it. Nice. And once again, there's you know we talk about spreading joy. <laughs> yeah. And Deborah Newkirk is a coach that I know that does a bunch of uh, kids stuff, and so dead fish is on the on the AOC website there. That's great. And so you, even if you don't use it, you should know what it is. When somebody some kid says, "I want to do dead fish," I didn't know what it was. I'm like, "Dead fish? What are you talking about?" But you should know if you're a coach. I, I had a kid request it every single <laughs> practice. I'm not even kidding. It's so fun for them. They oh, they it, love so it, and I hate it. And then the last one is uh, a coach. I don't know if you know Gwen Eckbert. I know of her. So yes, Gwen was yes. in Nebraska, coached okay. at uh, Papillion High School, okay. and then oh, wow. the last couple of years she's been helping Dave Rubio in Arizona as okay. a volunteer uh, assistant okay. in nice. uh, uh, Tucson with with Dave, and she okay. has one that is wall serving progression. Oh, great! And super simple yeah. wall serving a progression and. Very Good cool. Stuff. All right. Awesome. How about uh, we're going into the final section, which this, would be a resource. The resource. You're on the resource today. Yes, and I'm switching up the resource at the last minute on you. I'm going with More Than Wins VB on Instagram. More Than Wins VB on Instagram. Yes. I've got all this great social media stuff. I've got to get more connected. Well, I... I pick up a lot on there, you know. It's I really no, do. and you yeah. get little bits. I like it because yes. you get little it's quick. bits. Exactly. Yeah, and the social media stuff is as much as an old guy like me goes. Ah, too much social media. It's a bunch of good stuff on there. Well, and this is tell kind me about of a, this one. This is an older guy like us, but he okay. is, I think, kind of a master coach. He's out in the Midwest, and he coaches a team out there. And I'll put the team in the show notes. I I can't remember offhand, but. He's a master out there. He's taken teams to JOs, won medals. He's in the national division. And he's got a bunch of drills on there, a bunch of tips. 
And he is so great at taking a lot of information, condensing it down into super simple. And that's what we both like. Actionable stuff. Sweet. He's got a bunch of skill stuff on there. So I think everyone could pick up someone, something. Well, give me the name again. More Than Wins VB. More Than Wins. Yes. Okay. And he's all about More Than Wins, too. He's a good okay. guy. He teaches character. Right. It's great stuff. So, yeah. Once again, we had a great episode today. We all had right. an awesome uh we started with serving with uh, we started with serving. We started with, with serving beginning the beginner serving. servers, right? Yep. Then we got into the scenario of playtime when you're not exactly sure of how people's roles are. Yep. Right? And then we had the videos which we unlocked yep. on, on show notes. AOC, thank on you AOC. to uh, Art of Coaching Volleyball Absolutely. for uh, providing those videos for us. Yeah, those guys are incredible. And then we had the resource which was more than wins vb on instagram you so surprised me with that one i like it yeah i got all, all right. sorts of different ones so <laughs> <laughs> no so awesome awesome stuff. well done davis Thanks thank so you so much have bye a good bye. one bye-bye